Hello, today's devotion will be taken from Matthew chapter 17, verses 14 to 23. Uh, we're going to be learning about faith today. Uh, how is your faith? Are you growing your faith or do you feel like you have enough faith? In this uh, story we'll be looking at here today, the disciples thought they had enough faith also, but they come to find out they did not have enough faith to do what they needed to do. This is a faith program that we're in. In fact, uh, famous scripture says, John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Believe. The word believe uh, is taken from the word, the Greek word for faith. And so we have to believe. If we don't believe that God has forgiven us of our sins when we ask, then we are not saved. We have to believe what he has done. It's a faith program. And not only do we have to believe, we have to then go ahead and live in that faith. But there's more to talk to about that. Talk about, about that right there. Let's get into our study here today and let's see what uh, the Lord has to say to different ones in this story. Starting in Matthew chapter 17 and verse 14, it says, And when they were come to the multitude, that's Jesus and the disciples, and when they were come to the multitude, as, as we talked in other uh, devotions, the multitudes were, at, at least at this point, were following Jesus around. They wanted to be, they wanted to see him for the miracles he was doing, and they wanted, to, they want, they wanted to be around all the great miracles and see all this stuff was going on, because uh, they knew that he was a great man. They didn't understand that he was the Messiah, but they thought he was a great prophet. Verse 14 again, it says, And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man, kneeling down to him and saying, So they're in, in this great multitude of people. And all of a sudden, a man, one man out of the multitude, comes up to Jesus and just kneels down in front of him. Now, certainly this man's faith is very strong. He sees that Jesus can do something. He has perceived that Jesus can do mighty things because he is healing people, he's feeding people, and he's uh, he knows he's at least a great prophet, but he probably perceives that he is more than that. So he comes up and just kneels down in front of Jesus. In verse 15, this man says, Lord, and the word Lord here could also be rendered as master. But it, it, it got his Lord. I said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic and sore vexed. For oft times he falleth into the fire and off into the water. Now we have some interesting words to look at here. And first off, this man says to Jesus, he says, Lord. And so he, he starts off just talking to him, giving him, giving him honor by saying, Lord, or Master. 
I, you know, in other words, I, I, I recognize your authority. You are the master. You are the Lord of things. Do we give, do we give Jesus the honor for which he is due? Uh, I want us to talk more about the Trinity and the future, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. But we need to give God, as, and all three of them, honor and praise for what they are due. Certainly this man, he recognized that Jesus was an important person and had power with God. And he just, just says, have mercy on my son. The word mercy here, uh, it's the idea of helping someone that cannot help themselves. And so uh, this man could not help himself. He couldn't help his son. He just got his son. He says his son is lunatic. Uh, now, they didn't know a lot about this, but the idea is that his son was probably epileptic. And so he was having seizures. He said, Lord, have my son. Help my son. And we're going to see there's more to it than, than that. But he's at least sick similar to epileptic. Maybe not epileptic, but similar. That kind of fits going on. And he is sore vexed. There's a lot of interesting words being used here. But, and the idea of being sore vexed uh, means he, he is suffering sadly or he is in a bad plight. So his son is having seizures. He is very badly suffering and he is a person that cannot help himself or his son so he's just turning to the lord lord please help me because i can do nothing for myself have we ever gotten to a place in our life that we had to turn to the lord and say lord i have gone as far as i can go on my own i need your help i can do nothing of myself have you ever been there you don't have to Wait, today is a day we can go before the Lord and say, Lord, I need you. I can do nothing of my own self. We need to completely surrender ourselves to the Lord and say, Master, I need your help. And he will help us. He might not always help us in the way we think he's going to help us. But he will help us. I think a lot of a lot of people think that God didn't hear their prayer because he didn't answer when they thought he should answer or in the way he th they thought he should answer. But we have to start listening for the answers. God is a prayer answering God. And he answers yes sometimes. And many times his answer is no. But that is still an answer to our prayer. We don't always get a yes to what we're asking for when we pray. But we have to be willing to take the no answer and be happy with it. Because God doesn't just give us everything we want. Some people view God as being kind of a Santa Claus. I'm going to send my list to Santa Claus or my list to God and tell him what I need. Then I expect your thing to show up at my house one day that I'm asking for. Yet God knows what we're in need of. And he knows how to send us things we don't even know that we're in need of. But sometimes things we ask for him, of him 
we don't need. And we have to be willing to hear him say, child, this isn't for you. Or maybe this isn't for you right now. Be willing to listen for no. But certainly this man, when he came to Jesus, Jesus didn't tell him no. Let's go back and read 15 again. He says, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic, or he's sick, and he's sore vexed. For oft times he falleth into the fire, and oft into the water. So he, his son couldn't help himself. He was getting burnt in the fire, almost drowning in the water. Verse 16 says, the man is still speaking to Jesus and says, I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. The word cure here means, we know what cure means. It means to heal or to restore to health. So the disciples were out. You know, Jesus had sent them out doing miracles, healing people, um, casting out devils, uh, restoring health to people. But when this man brought his son to the disciples and they tried to help him, they couldn't restore him back to health. And so let's see what happened in verse 17. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you or allow you bring him hither to me? So Jesus was very sharp in his response to, not to the man, he uh, really is speaking right to the disciple. Now the man, he, he said to Jesus, look, I brought my son to you, and your disciples couldn't, couldn't cure him. And so instead of Jesus responding to the man, he turns to his disciples and says, oh, faithless and perverse generation. And, uh, we know what faithless is. It means without faith or without all the faith they need. But the word perverse is this is the, the interesting word I find here. The word perverse in the Greek means to oppose, plot against, or plot against the saving purposes and plans of God. Now, you got to remember, he's not talking to a bunch of sinners here. Jesus is talking to his disciples that have been walking with him. And so let me give you that definition again. The word perversion means to oppose or plot against the saving purposes and plans of God. That's a very strong definition for a strong word he is using when he speaks to the disciples. He, want, he is telling them, look, you are not only... Not, I'm not strong enough, but you're actually working against me. Are we working against God today? Are our plans to work with God? Are our plans to get closer to the Lord? Do we even think about getting closer to the Lord? You know, if we're not working for the Lord, we are actually working against him. It's going to be one or the other. So, um, it, verse 18 says, And Jesus rebuked the devil. Now this is the first mention of the devil in this passage. And so this boy 
uh, that was having this trouble, he was possessed of a devil. And uh, the I don't know if maybe the uh, disciples didn't recognize that, but Jesus recognized it instantly that this boy was possessed of a devil and causing these problems on him, causing these sicknesses. So it says, and Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of him and the child was cured. That's the same word that we just saw a moment ago. And the child was cured from that very hour. So Jesus just tells that demon to get out, go away. And you know, we don't see where the demons are arguing with him. We don't see where Jesus had to wrestle with them or hold the boy down. As we see a lot of that, that kind of a crazy thing is going on in the world today. No, Jesus just spoke in the power of God and the demons had to leave. You know, if we are living for the Lord and we're living close to the Lord and have the faith that we're supposed to have, then when we encounter these kind of things, the demons will leave. And if you're living close to the Lord, you're going to come across these kind of situations and we shouldn't be afraid when we encounter this kind of thing. The demons should be afraid of us, not because of who we are. We are nothing. And I talked about the sons of Sceva a few days ago, and I'll talk about them again. But um, we are nobody. But because of the one that lives within us, that is God that lives within us, then the demons do fear us because of God living within us. Um, let's go on here. Verse 19 says, then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why could not we cast him out? So we see here that they, they apparently, they did try to cast them out. And so um, you notice that the disciples came to Jesus apart from all the multitudes. They wanted to talk to him alone because probably they thought they were looking bad at this point and they didn't want to discuss this situation in front of all the multitudes, the multitudes that they're trying to help. And uh, verse 20, it says, And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. Uh, now this word unbelief here carries the idea, not that they didn't have any faith, but that they had a weakness of faith that their faith was low. So Jesus said to the disciples why they couldn't cast this demon out, because of your unbelief, for verily or truly I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Now, I don't know if any of you ever seen uh, a mustard seed, but you might have some in your, in your uh, at home, in your spices. A mustard seed is very tiny, very, very, very tiny. So, he's just given an example here that you don't need a whole lot of faith and if you have even that, just a tiny amount, 
that you could speak into a mountain and it would be moved to wherever you want it moved. Now, Jesus is just using this as an example. We're not supposed to go out here and move around mountains or things like that, but we are supposed to be able to do the work that we have been given to do, and casting out demons is part of that work, if you go and read the Great Commission. And so um, all we need is a small amount, and you say, well, where do we get this faith from? Well, all of us are given a certain amount of faith, and um, we, are, we start off with a, a certain amount of faith. Let me turn to this verse I'm trying to look at. It says here in Romans 12 and 3, According as God hath dealt to every man or every person the measure of faith. The measure of faith is means a measured amount of faith that we are all given. A very small measured amount of faith. Without this faith that we are given from the time that we are created or conceived from this very time, we are given this faith so that we can believe in God and be saved. And then we can go on to do other great exploits for God. So God gives us a certain amount of faith. I have a certain amount of faith. You have a certain amount of faith. And from this small amount of faith that we start with, we are supposed to grow that faith. And we grow that faith by exercising our faith. We exercise our faith by praying, reading our Bible, going out and doing the work of the Lord, and including what the disciples were doing here. They were trying to cast the devil out of a young man, which they couldn't do. So Jesus is trying to explain to them, you don't even have the faith of a mustard seed, this tiny little seed amount. You have some faith, but your, your faith is so small they had a weakness of faith. They needed more faith. They were not believing enough that through the power of Jesus' name, that demon could be cast out. Where are you today? Is your faith growing? Or are you being like the disciples? Are, is your faith just stagnant or shrinking? It doesn't have to. Your faith can grow if you want it to. You Every day, try to exercise your faith. Let's read the last verse in this, this section here. He says, this is a very interesting verse. He says, how be it, or however, this kind, talking about the demon, this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. The reason they couldn't cast this particular demon out. It was a powerful demon, apparently, that was in this young boy. And it took it takes being prayed up, someone that's spending time in prayer and time in fasting. And we will talk more about prayer and fasting at another time. Because fasting is denying ourselves food for a certain period of time. And by denying it, it helps us bring our body under subjection to God. But we will talk about that at another time. But we, if we, we want to go out and have power with God, first, we will be a person that spends time in prayer 
And we will also be a person that spends time fasting. It's not fun to deny ourselves a food or anything else. But we need to have power with God to do the work that he has called us to do. I hope you have a good day. Thank you.